0: welcome to the drunk money podcast sit back have a few drinks with us and enjoy this new episode welcome back my friend how's it going Oh, hanging in there, hanging in there. We had to do another uh, another episode today, you know, given this madness now.
1: Yeah, some pretty weird times, I do have to say.
0: The historic times, almost you know, biblical in you my all, opinion. Like, in
1: all my emails and throughout work, you know, it's always like, you know, hope you and your family are doing well through these strange times or staying healthy through these strange
0: times and you know, today got a lot stranger. Today got a lot stranger and not from a health perspective. You know, what's going to be interesting is that, you know, probably six months from now, it's not going to be a concern of health. It's going to be a concern of the economy. It's going to be a concern of people's finances, et cetera. So there's going to be a big shift. I mean, we're still in the health phase of this. Wait, wait until the the economic phase of this hits. And the economic phase is probably going to last longer than this, the health phase of this.
1: Right. Yeah. And look, futures are up right now and...
0: Um yeah. You know. I saw that. But what um so oil prices just um it did a historic thing today, something that's never been done before. So crude oil went negative and not even slightly negative, you know, negative a dollar, negative two bucks. That would have been fairly reasonable and there would have been, you know, fair justifications to that. However, we went what was the the low we hit, thirty-nine or forty dollars, negative forty dollars.
1: Yeah, negative 40 was the low. uh We closed at negative 37, or uh, like 50, 37.60.
0: 37, 60. You want to explain why we went that low? Because mathematically, statistically, it's almost unpro- not even improbable. It's like, it's obviously possible because it happened, but
1: well, yeah, beforehand, they, they this was
0: something that was just impossible in everyone's yeah. mind. So, what happened? We're like, sorry about the
1: dog um long, long story short you know today oil all right i'm trials of getting a new pup gosh all right i'm gonna put them outside i'm gonna talk while i'm doing it okay so today essentially what happened was markets deemed oil basically worthless, and the reason was because the May contracts expired, I believe, I think it was today, and people were taking delivery or, you know, delivering their oil,
0: and people were like, no we don't have storage we don't have it well yeah well we no one wanted it. their oil physically delivered either because that's what happens with the futures contract anyone knows you're you're speculating on a future price but you know the downside is you know you have to eventually take delivery of that if you're still holding that contract right <laughs> like physical you have to literally be delivered the physical oil so yeah talk yeah. about why that's an issue and why no one wants that well there's no freaking demand yeah, and no and nowhere to put it.
1: Yeah, and nowhere to put it. I think our oil reserves are full. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, i you know, the I'm storage just is putting full. My, putting my house, putting my house up for you know property rent, and you can put some barrels of oil on my property.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's interesting too because. There's a difference and it was all mostly U.S. and North American markets because it wasn't Brent crude, which is usually what, you know, the more the standard global oil. Um, But this was more crude and um, I actually learned today um, that oil is actually there's different tiers of oil. So you have like mid tier oil and that's, you know, defining the purity of the oil. Um, and for anyone that knows a lot about oil i may be getting a couple things wrong so feel free to correct me in the comments but um so basically the more pure the less sulfur and thickness and contaminants in the oil the obviously higher price it goes for Um, and so the shelf life of all those mid and low tier oil that really need a lot of refining in order to be actually used for gas and fuel and stuff. Nobody wants that. That's like what a lot of this delivery was that nobody was taking. because one, it has a very short shelf life. Um, And two, like you said, all the reserves are full and the storage is full. And so, (laughs) yeah, so go ahead and kind of finish, you know, what, what happened as a result of that? What did everyone do? Oh, What are you talking about, everyone? Well, so, you know, nobody wants this oil, but how do you get to negative $35 a barrel? You're literally paying somebody to take oil off your hands.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. Right. Fucking selling the shit out of it.
0: But I guess why,
1: though? I don't know. Do you have any ideas?
0: Maybe. I, I think... The only thing that I can think of is that it is these people, obviously, you know, they're not choosing to pay, you know, somebody to take the oil off their hands. But in result, it's actually a better trade because I have all this oil that I can't store. I have nothing to do do with it. And it's going to cost me more money to try to deal with it and store it, get rid of it than it is for me to pay you the 35 bucks. Well, in, in reality it's thirty five thousand per contract because each futures contract's right. thousand. Right.
1: Well yeah, I mean and like we were talking about, it, you know, there's no fucking demand at all.
0: Right? None zilch. Zero. No. You know. Well no one's using it. The airplanes are stalled. No one's really driving that much. Right. The only Cruise ships is, aren't going anywhere.
1: Deliveries, that's it. Deliveries. Yeah
0: which is minimal compared to six months ago you know what i mean so oh, right. I'm, I'm interested to see how realistically because realistically gas prices should go down exponentially but i'm interested to see yeah. how that's yeah, how that's actually, gonna change
1: this morning when it all started i was looking at my tank and i'm at a quarter of a tank and i'm like ooh. Maybe it can last me until the, these prices start to fall again. I was
0: gonna say you might want to either put just like a couple bucks in to get you where you need to go, and wait, and then just load up. Just yeah, pop off your. T- Greg,
1: Greg, your best bet, <clears throat> you better just drive up north and get out of that state.
0: Oh God, it's ridiculous! Last time I came up to visit you in Wisconsin, dude, and this was three weeks ago, I paid a dollar five a gallon. I came down here; it's a dollar like sixty. Like that's just, and then that's how it varies state to state. When uh, you have a state like Illinois, that's so broke. I mean, you're going to pay a lot for a lot of things like gas. So, but, so what, what do you think happens next? I found it very interesting how stocks, the stock market barely moved. Oh, well,
1: duh. You know, you have the federal reserve freaking pumping, pumping, pumping. Uh, you see the energy market.
0: What happened with the energy market?
1: Oh, it, it did not, you know, nearly do as bad as oil actually did. Not at all. It's fascinating, and I'm pretty and and but what's also fascinating is we're already trading out to like June or July contracts, right? Mm-hmm. And oil and oil prices are still freaking just, you know, super low. I think around thirty or twenty five.
0: Just crazy.
1: Still super low. Today was just freaking nuts,
0: you know. Oh, well, it's it's historic. Like, this is never had... This is going to be an event written in the history books. Like, ki- our kids, if, if they go to college, and, you know, college, as we know, it's still around, and there's textbooks, they will be reading about this in textbooks. This is yep. unheard of. But I just... It, it's so unbelievable how raw and manipulated the stock market is right now.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: One, because of how off balance the actual allocation of the indexes is like the only things holding up the dow the only reason that dows continue to go up is because the big tech stocks are so overweighted. yeah mega yeah mega overweighted. amazon oh, netflix mega. oh mega yeah, yeah yeah um right yeah mega? yeah What's the, what
1: are they what it's like google amazon apple
0: oh you're talking about
1: microsoft fang No, no, no. Microsoft, Apple, Google, Amazon. And
0: Amazon, yeah. Yeah? Exactly. Yeah, so the MAGA. But yeah, they're so overweighted in the indices. They're the only things going up. I mean, let's be honest. We don't have an economy right now. There's no economy. So how can you tell me that the stock market has been trending up significantly over the past couple weeks? And I don't see a reason why it won't continue to go up. But it shouldn't. It definitely shouldn't. Are hey Greg, your
1: your your mic's cracking a lot. It might be me. Is it? All right, hold on. I don't know.
0: All right, sorry about that. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is this is unprecedented. What's happening right now? So where where do you think we go from here? What happens with gold and uh, crypto? <clears throat>
1: Well, you know, I think uh, gold, I think this is, you know, I don't know if it's this is it's super hard to hard to tell, you know, is this deflationary or is this like, you know, because if it's deflationary, you know, gold should follow. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But I don't really think gold is going to follow. I think uh, I think this is bullish for gold. It kind of this really tells the story of how many cracks are showing in the oh, economy yeah. you know you know we had we we started with the overnight overnight lending market in in september go to absolute crap overnight fed had to bail them out you know been bailing them out since um and, and you know it's just all these little things and then everything adds up and you know but the cracks start. The cracks start to become more visible. Oh, and
0: this this was one of the biggest cracks. This the chickens really came home to roost in the American economy today. Out Of all we've done, it, yep. it really came back to to bite everything in the butt with how we've tried to manipulate our way out of this. Um, and yeah, I mean, I the the only two scenarios I see playing out are one, the stock market continues to go higher until yep. we either have one or two things happen. We have um, quick onset of inflation. That I don't think will happen until people start to go back to work and the economy really opens back up and the velocity of money speeds up, or we continue to see deflation ramp up and then you have a big deflationary scare, where now it's starting to affect you know Wall Street, and Wall Street just pumps out of equities and and the stock market you know comes tumbling down again, like even deeper than this last fall so
1: yeah you know i i think prices are going to rise i think you know this is almost like providing justification for in the future you know i could see that i could see the government and you know all these large corporations spinning this as you know you guys got discounts for this long uh during the covid we gave you guys a little break you know we're gonna have to recover you know airline prices might be a little bit more expensive of course food prices are rising already because they they're literally
0: throwing away food yeah it's right sad now. just they're, they're they're literally just Demology
1: it's a good time
0: foods. if you want to go on a diet, though, because it's funny, all the perishable crap shit foods that are all packaged up, those are wiped off the shelves and and not in all places. I mean, the grocery stores by us good at keeping stocks right. full, but, you know, all the healthy stuff, <laughs> no one's buying it because they think they're going to, you know, especially at the start of this, you know, they they're like, oh, my God, we need pasta and canned foods and stuff and and bread and so on. So on right. so forth. Rice, yeah, chicken, and, and so all the healthy, good beans. vegetables that you actually should be eating to survive and live a good life and not get sick and reduce your ability or susceptibility for corona. Um, you know, no one was buying, so I find that very interesting. But yeah, food prices have been on the right. rise; they're going to continue that for sure.
1: Right. And and you know, this morning I heard on Fox News they had a someone on a contributor. And they're talking about, you know, yes, we're probably going to have temperature checks now at airline or at, uh, how and Hey, we didn't we call that? Was that the last podcast? I think we did. We
0: did talk about that last podcast, but it's going to be way worse than temperature checks. Just, remember and on top of that temperature checks do absolutely nothing that's what australia was doing when this first started they're like oh yeah we'll just check everyone's temperature at the border where for a virus like this a lot of people don't even get a temperature it's other symptoms or asymptomatic but
1: it's a good it's a good it's a good first step for what in terms in terms okay that's uh from a government. From a government,
0: yeah, not from a citizen's perspective. What you need to freaking check from my citizen, temperature? No, yeah. you know what if I, you know, right. there's could be a million reasons I have a fever. It doesn't mean I have the freaking coronavirus, you know. What oh, I'm telling you, we're gonna get right. to a point where, you know, it's twelve months from now, you're gonna be on a plane and you just like cough a little bit, and the person behind you is gonna be like, "Excuse me," they're gonna be like, "Sir." And I'm going to turn around and be like, shut the F up, mind your own business, lady. Like, it's going to get that crazy because people are in such a fear mindset. And they're going to be in a fear mindset. And I'm telling you, the governments are going to use that to instill, like you just said, like temperature checks at the airports. Those things will never go away. Once they're put into place, they're there forever. Right?
1: Yeah, forever. Until there's a, a very large revolution, you know. Yeah. I'm talking, I'm talking
0: biblical. yeah no there may be in our time i mean look if i mean there could be a revolution in 6 months if the economy doesn't come back online you know what i mean and look i mean you get to a point where people you know i think
1: markets will show differently you know we're already we're already be, being shown that you know this is like the data that's coming out right now is horrible i know we're talking 20 million people
0: unemployed I, I called it a month but, ago I said April will be the worst economic April and May will be the worst economic news released in history and so far so, as in the, yeah.
1: right. and there's such a disconnect between the e- economy and the market you know oh, we're seeing these horrible manufacturing numbers God God awful just yeah. God awful right but you know we still but we still see the market rise and rise and rise, you know, fall a little bit here and then rise. And what's always funny is that, you know, that plunge protection protection team really does a great <laughs> job. Like 30, 30 minutes before the close, they're just buying and buying and buying and buying. It is ridiculous. It's so
0: manipulated, man. You see something just like on a couple of weeks ago, Trump had come out on Saturday, said, oh, this uh, coronavirus, it's looking deadly. We're going to have more deaths, more deaths, more deaths. And then um, Sunday afternoon, we said, well, it looks like the virus is really starting to slow down. And what did the stock market do? Just zoomed up futures that night. Zoomed through the roof. Well, how does something change that drastically in 24 hours? It's all manipulation, dude. There's there's no other explanation for that. Right. Uh, you,
1: you know, there's no, no what is it? Retail buyer like us of stocks. Unless right you're just
0: now. not unless you're just winging it and you're like, oh, well, it seems pretty low right now. These prices are at a discount. Well, yeah, they're at a discount yeah. from where they were a month ago when they were already insanely overvalued. Look, I mean, like I said, stocks may go up a little bit, but like if you're an investor right now and a smart one, you are not dipping your toes and, and putting a lot of money at risk in in, in the main markets right now. You are finding sure. more conservative routes, or even if you like to take risk, you're finding hedge hedge routes. You're looking at gold, silver, um, even treasuries, if you have a good amount of money, maybe some stocks. Like, hey, look, if you bought Zoom and Amazon, sure, you're not doing too bad. Gold stocks. Yeah, I, I think when things really get bad, I think that's when you're going to see, you know, Main Street. You know the common everyday crowd start to really look into Bitcoin again and crypto. That's gonna be good for us, but I, it'll just be good for everybody.
1: Right. Yeah. I think uh, as long as you know the crypto is um, decentralized, but you know, well, I mean, uh... you'll
0: always have Bitcoin, no matter what happens to anyone else. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah. You'll always. Yeah, but you know people always said you'll always have gold and you know what happened? They made gold illegal to have. Yeah. paid people, paid people to rat other people that knew were who, who, who bred in fair
0: point. But it, it is a lot yeah. more difficult to make Bitcoin illegal and enforce it because Bitcoin right. is a new animal. It's a new money. It exists solely over the internet. And there are plenty of ways to hide your tracks over the internet. And to operate and buy and sell things to other people on the internet with Bitcoin untraceably. Yep. So the the only difficulty is actually getting your hands on the Bitcoin untraceably because, you know, the main street routes are all have know your own customer, which is KYC. So you have to register with an exchange, you have to know your ID and everything. So that's trackable. But there's other ways if you can get creative with it to get Bitcoin without anyone knowing. Yep. Yeah, that's So true. I mean... The the one thing that I cannot wait to see what happens the rest of this week is how do you fix this oil situation? The only possible way I can see you fix this oil situation is as Gregory Manorino pointed out, you have some sort of false flag event for that turns things around. But as of right now, what realistically and practically turn this around there's no demand for the oil it can't go anywhere so someone's buying it
1: dude i i that's what i was thinking about before this and i thought you know i could totally see them rushing this back in you know saying like hey you know death rate is falling in in new york uh in the majority of other states yep. um you
0: know. we should have seen this coming though we knew all the facts surrounding this and it was right in front of our face now i'm talking about you and me and i mean a lot of other people but look so what happened <laughs> excuse me right before the whole drop in the stock market right before coronavirus really hit america you had the issue with russia and saudi where russia didn't want to play ball they knew that they could they didn't want to put a production i think it was a production limit they knew that they could produce oil at a cheaper price and get away with it so we knew regardless bottom line we knew that they were continuing to produce oil in massive amounts especially because they have to be able to service their debt whether or not there's a ton of demand like they these guys are low over leveraged and the only way to service your debt is to keep producing oil Um, and so we knew that the production of oil was not going to stop it was right in front of our face where well if the whole economy is Practically globally is in a lockdown. The demand for oil is going to fall to nil, and then you have all this excess right. supply and no demand. What's going to happen to the price? So that was kind of something that I like kicked myself when I realized today. Wow, the facts were right in front of my face. Could have made a move on that, but you know what are you going to do? Hey, <laughs> yeah, get the next one. one. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? The, the oh, dude, the people <laughs> that were. Oh my god. The people that were long oil down around seven to fifteen bucks, they got absolutely hammered. It's terrible. Oh, because you would think, you know, that's a decent trade. I mean, that's way oversold from technical standpoint. And then this uh event right, right. happens. But, you know, obviously a lot of the big guys saw this coming. You know, those guys have intel, you know, beyond beyond oh god, what anybody yeah. any one of us can have access to. But um, you know, no, they're in the meeting yeah. rooms. But I would have said oil set a long at seven dollars on oil was a good trade. But I w- I would have lost a lot of money if I picked that trade.
1: I also I also would have said oil at long at zero dollars a yeah.
0: good trade. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! I I was watching that today. It fell one hundred and fifty percent in what like two three hours. Oh my
1: god! I was watching it work, and it, it was. I couldn't take my eyes off it,
0: like I know, I know. I'd love to. I'd love to see Peter nuts. Schiff. Someone go after Peter Schiff today and be like, "So you think Bitcoin has a lot of volatility? What about oil?"
1: Someone Re- did. Really? I
0: saw
1: it. I saw it. Yep. It was. It was a. Actually, Bitcoin tweeted it, and he said, "Uh, what would they say?" Bit, the it wasn't at Peter Schiff, but I thought of it. Um. Bitcoin has not dropped more than 150% in one day <laughs> or a hundred, a hundred.
0: Yeah. Something so it like has, that. it's never, dropped. I, dro- I think the most it's ever dropped in one day. is like 50% or like 40 something percent. Right. And that wasn't any time recently. Um, but yeah. So now let's talk about something very interesting. So I'm in the loan industry. And we get small businesses, you know, various types of loans. And so we're doing this PPP loan, this payroll protection program. You know, it's pretty much essentially forgivable money from the government to help small businesses get capital to stay afloat. Or at least that's what it was originally intended to cover their payroll, keep people employed, cover the utilities, et cetera, et cetera. So this program rolls out, seems to be a huge promise. You know, we're involved, you know, everyone's involved trying to help these small business owners out. Well, long story short, this program has become a complete disaster. Very few people are getting their money. I think 94% of all small businesses that have applied for this have yet to be funded, and it's been out for two to three weeks. This was supposed to be a quick turnaround time. And then we find out that Ruth Chris, Chili's, Potbelly, Shake Shack all got this loan when this was supposed to be for businesses of 500 employees or less. But there was an extra little loophole and little adjustment added to the final rule by the SBA, aka the government last minute, that got rid of an affiliation rule. So basically, the pot bellies of the world, the chilies of the world, the Ruth Chris Steakhouse of the world. Now, they have well more than 500 employees, but at each location, they don't have more than 500 employees. And so they have different different like right. essentially corpse or entities set up, like essentially different businesses within the Chili's business. Which is, Oh smart. yeah, no, I mean, no know. doubt. Like you definitely, as, as a business, you, you definitely want to do that, minimize your liabilities, everything like that. But, right, but that's unethically, cool. and they knew what they were doing. This was very irresponsible, socially irresponsible. Um, they decided, well, let's just apply for loans for all of our different corps. And each of these businesses walked away with, you know, 20 to $30 million each. These businesses sucked away like 30 to 40% of the amount of capital that was meant to go to small business owners. So, I mean, this is just so terrible because it kind of feeds into what we've talked about before, our theory that this is all planned that a part of this whole situation that's gonna play out over the next couple of years, one of the things is to eliminate the very, very small businesses, the mom and pop shots, and try to weed a lot of those guys out so that these bigger corporations can kind of spread their tentacles and, and take over a little bit more. And you know, at first you're like, okay, well, this PPP, maybe that's not the case. But then after seeing what happens, you're like, whoa, maybe that is the case because all these big banks, Chase, Wells Fargo, Um, J.P. Morgan, some of these guys are all getting people are filing lawsuits with them for shuffling loan applications. Basically, what it was supposed to be is they were supposed to do them in order of submission. So, you know, first come, first serve. If you were the first one to submit, you get reviewed and approved first. Well, that's not the case because basically guys like J.P. Morgan, of course, I mean, the banks are getting paid a percentage of the loan amount as a commission. So, of course, they're going to do the bigger loans. So, obviously, they got all their buddies that have the big businesses and kind of shuffled applications around, did all those first and left everyone out, out to dry. So, this is really shitty and this is, it's terrible to hear.
1: Yeah, 50% of our GDP is small, small business. business.
0: Yeah, and it's just so sad, so sad to watch because now you're going to watch unemployment skyrocket. I mean, dude, just these clients that I've talked to, like, they said, I really need this because I, I, I can only last another couple weeks without this loan. Because a lot of businesses like restaurants, they're not cash rich, you know, they they go day to day, month to month, you know but restaurants are usually not big money makers. So a lot of these small businesses that they didn't, they, don't, they didn't save up money and expectations of something like this. So they're all screwed, man. It's kind of sad because a lot of these people are going to be effed. So I guess I want to hear your perspective. What do you think the ramifications of all this are? If indeed, most of these small business owners are still left out to dry. Well, you
1: know, they're going to go bankrupt you're going to see the lar- oh god my puppy. you're going to see the large corporations scoop them up you're going to see you know it's just the normal fucking bankrupt but but what not not only are you going to see you're going to see so many more unemployed than we ha- already have yeah. right now you're you are you're, you're going gonna to see people rely more on the government you know and that's why this this whole stimulus thing is, is starting. You know, they're trying to get comfortable by giving us just helicopter money. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh it's where I think it's going with you know, this is. What do you what do you mean this by that? Out? What what do you
0: think like the effects are like of giving people helicopter money, the effects of these small businesses going bankrupt? Like what what is this well, going to transition you're just,
1: into? You're, 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 you're killing you're killing the dollar. You're killing it, it's so inflationary that it's dumb. But we're you know right now what's happening is is sort of deflationary, and um, you know it, once this hits this is going to hit. You know it takes a little bit for this all this money to kick in, and you can tar- start seeing it right. Mm-hmm. And, um, when it does, you know, it's, it's not going to be good. We're going to see very, very, very high food prices. We're going to see very high travel, travel prices. All prices are going to be
0: inflated, in my opinion. How far out though? How far of a lag do you think, or how long of a lag do you think until that stuff kicks in? I don't know. Year
1: and a half, maybe. Maybe as soon as we start opening up, you know. Their people they might do it under the guise of you know, hey, we need to recover some of these losses while while
0: the lockdown was occurring. So are are you bearish on the dollar from here on out or do you think the dollar is going to go up for a while? Um I think in the
1: meantime, I think it's going to continue what it's been doing and that's going up for the, I don't know how long it's gonna, it's gonna go up a little bit more, and I think also, like I said before, gold is gonna also rise with it, just as it has been doing. Yeah, um, I, but I don't know how long that's gonna be.
0: I agree. I, I think it depends on a couple factors. Um, well, one in in regards to the only bullish scenario for the dollar, maybe not the only, but one of the main bullish is all the other foreign debt that's denominated in dollars you know, keep in mind, right. this is not just a U.S. issue. Everybody's dealing with the coronavirus. Every Most other countries around the world have economic shutdowns. They're feeling the pain just as we are. And a lot of these people have dollar nominated debt that's about to come due within, you know, this year, next year, the next couple of years. Um, well, I mean, if things have not recovered in the next year, which I don't think they're going to, I think it's going to get a lot worse, a lot of these other countries and people who have U.S. To- dollar denominated debt it, it are going to uh, default or they're gonna default. And what does default do it? Yeah. The money supply. Well, and and right. so when you have a shrinkage of money supply, if the 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 dollar is still being used, the petrodollar, dollar, which is the basically the whole oil industry, anyone that uses an OPEC has to convert into dollars. Um, and so if dollars still are used at the high rate that they are and you have a shrinkage in the supply, I don't see the dollar going anywhere but up in the short term. But I do agree that in the long term, there's no hope for the dollar. The dollar is going to crash and burn. And that's when we transition into a new system. But I think going back to the small businesses real quick, I, I think you are absolutely right. I think unemployment is going to shoot up insane because of it. It's really sad to see. But.
1: You know what? I, you know what? I also think is going to hurt is the, with the dollar being as strong as it is. You know, um this is going to kill exports. Oh no, god, yeah, just just kill them. You know, they're already they're already starting programs where they lend other other countries money on a super low interest rate to overcome the strength of the dollar mm-hmm. right now. Um. And that's another, you know, small business. You know, you would be surprised, but there are small business. There are a lot of small businesses that do export. Yeah.
0: uh, Another chunk of the economy. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here, and if the government truly does care about small businesses and decides to help, they really don't have that much time, because a lot of small businesses are on the verge of complete collapse. Many of them. Not just a few of them, a lot. I would say probably 20 to 30% of all the small businesses in America probably can't make it another two months without financial aid. And so you see bankruptcies, then you see unemployment, and then you see people more and more reliant on the government. It's just setting precedent, as we've talked about, because once you go down the black hole of giving people helicopter money, you can't turn around from that. People are going to become more and more dependent on government money. Right. And that's what the government wants. They want that shit. That's more control for them. Yep. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, people are going to expect it, and it's not helping that uh, they're giving $600 to each person that's unemployed right now. That's And plus that 1200 to each adult, 500 for each additional child. They're just getting get comfortable with it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it sucks because they people have no other option. You know, when you lose your job and you don't have any other way of making income, Um, and you haven't set up any other way of income streams for yourself throughout your life and even young people too, like you have no other option. You have to put food on the table. You have to feed your family and pay your bills. And so your only option is unemployment or aid from the government. Like you don't, until you can find another job, but in an economy that's shut down almost completely, like you don't really have an option. (laughs) It's, it's, It's like a trap, you know, the people get are trapped. It sucks. It's really doom and gloom, you know, but I'm very optimistic about the next 10 years. I just think these next two to three years at least are going to be very, very rough. And people, I think it's going to kind of hit people sideways because you're going to have, you know, the coronavirus, it's finally starting to recover. You know, this was a huge issue and, you know, people are starting to get their feet back under them. And then, bam, the economic, the long-term economic impact of this just crushes. It just blindsides people. But that's why we're here we don't want you to be blindsided we want you to expect happen right look if we're wrong this doesn't happen for another couple years great but at least you're already prepared you know so what what do you think preparation what do you think people can do
1: uh i say guns build a bunker (laughs) with you know a two hundred thousand dollar bunker
0: yep
1: uh fill it with rice beans frozen chicken and uh, you know, just wait. What about Netflix?
0: Out. I feel like that's a necessity if you're gonna build an underground. Dude, you have to have a Netflix. <laughs> and don't even, dude, don't
1: even talk to me about Disney Plus.
0: Nah, right? I haven't, I haven't even watched it. I'm not a big Disney guy. No, no,
1: no. I'm totally kidding. I haven't
0: <laughs> either. Maybe, um, maybe a little Warzone anyway, or prep, something. Real, real, real Fortnite for real all the video game guys.
1: Uh, you know, yeah, bring, you, you know, you can bring Fortnite, but, uh, I prefer a game
0: of Monopoly. Oh, yes. Yeah. You can play Monopoly by yourself with your new dog in your underground bunker. But, uh, I don't know. I don't like to give people financial <laughs> advice, but I would say at least what I've been doing Gold. and what you should just think yeah, about corn. is in f- Yes, you should look at things that are outside of the system. Silver. So by the system, I mean the stock market, the dollar, et cetera. It's always good to have dollars because you need to live. And obviously dollars haven't been going down, so it's not a bad idea to hold dollars. But you should definitely be making investments outside of the system. The best two investments outside of the system, crypto, Bitcoin, and silver. Or crypto, gold, and silver. I mean, those are my favorites. I'm not giving financial advice, I don't know. If, do you have any other things you think that people could invest in that'd be a good long-term and long-term hedge
1: yeah um definitely treasury. <laughs> venezuelan's hundred-year treasury DPS. venezuelan's
0: hundred-year treasury yeah that's denominated in dollars which you know screws them even more <laughs> Well that's part of the, that's part of what really drove them into a collapse is because you're already getting blindsided by inflation and now you have a rising dollar and a weakening whatever Venezuela's currency is and your debts denominated yep. in dollars you're literally getting screwed because you're you're pay you're going to have to pay back more as the dollar increases you have to pay back more money because you have less purchasing power
1: I saw a video the other day people there was there was just money falling from the skies. And there was, it was all over the in stretch. Venezuela.
0: Is yeah. it that worthless now?
1: I saw the video. It's it's uh So it's pretty, pretty much crazy. like
0: Venezuela or uh, Zimbabwe now. I haven't I haven't been paying yeah. too much attention to Venezuela, but wow, that's I mean that sucks, but eventually guys, that is the ultimate end game for every fiat currency. That's the end game for the dollar, it's the end game for all these other countries. Except I I think what will happen is the U.S. will transit and some of these other bigger countries will transition into a new system before that happens. You know, but but before that happens, what's the, you know, ultimate effect that people are going to feel from that? As that starts to occur.
1: I think the changes that are gonna occur are gonna are gonna be what
0: people notice. And uh Well, I think the one pe- thing that people aren't gonna realize right away and then will start to realize as they spend more money, is that when inflation kicks in, inflation is the hidden tax. So inflation is for anybody that just wants it in simple terms. Inflation causes the reduction in your purchasing power. A dollar now may buy me a candy bar, but in three years, if there's a lot of inflation, a dollar, like five dollars, gets me a candy bar. So it's the loss of purchasing power. And so it's the hidden tax. It's a wealth transfer from the poor to the rich. Right. It's been happening. Oh, yeah. It's happened throughout time. history. I mean, but that's the thing. It's, yeah, the, hidden, many it's the hidden tax. You don't actually see it. Until you start to spend your money and realize, well, shit, $10,000 does not get me nearly as far as it did last year. Um, And so that happens slowly over time, but it begins to ramp up. Then eventually you have lost so much money that you were stupid for holding on to that much dollars. That's why I always tell people, like, honestly, you really don't need more. You don't need to just have dollars sitting in your bank account for an extended period of time other than what you need to live. You know what I mean? You should be investing that money in things that are, you know, compounding and paying your money because you have to beat inflation.
1: Yeah, you're you're just losing money, just sitting there. And especially now, especially now with everything that's going on, all the money that's being printed, you know, all the money that we can't even see that's being printed, you know, with the central bank swaps from the Fed to the other central Mm -hmm. banks, you know, we, we can't, we don't even understand the uh the consequences of what this what will happen and uh the consequences are inflation you know when people start to spend a quarter of their of their salary on food and um you know can't afford vacations or might not be able to go on as many as vacations as before that's when it's really going to hit home that's uh you know it's and it, and it's happened throughout history this is you know something that occurs and occurs and occurs um because the rich uh you know they 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 do that they they this, it's the people in power um you know it'll always continue
0: and it's just inherent to the human. Yeah. Um, But, you know, there are other options for people. Like it's not just crypto (laughs) and precious metals. Like there are other things out there, you know, there are collectibles um, that you can find, you know, I don't know a ton of them because I don't do enough research, but there are plenty of collectibles that hold their value and even increase in value for an extended period of time. You could look at things like buying diamonds um, and, you know, Cuban cigars. Believe it or not, actually increase in value over time despite inflation, deflation. They are just so actually a pretty good investment if you can figure out how to store them and keep them. Good wine. Um, you can collect wine. Those things will. Oh, I I don't ever foresee wine losing value. I think wine will always go up in value. It's a cultural, it's a cultural delicacy. Um, so things like that. There's there's plenty of other options, but things that are at this point, you need to start preparing yourself for things that are outside of the system, a bit.
1: Yep. Do you agree? Right. Think. Yeah. No. Things that can't be manipulated.
0: Exactly. And look, I mean, there's always going to be some manipulation, but yeah i mean yeah definitely things that are yeah exactly outside of the system not as manipulated things that give you a little bit more control because look if you put your money in amazon stock you don't have any control on what happens with that you buy physical gold and silver like you control what you do with that now you don't control the necessary value but you know over time those gold and silver will always go up it's god's money you know, they're not making any more of it. Um, and,
1: follows inflation. Yeah.
0: And you what know. you are starting to see, I think, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, with gold and silver, because we've been paying attention to it for a while. You're actually seeing starting to see <laughs> the big difference and the divergence of what the paper price is that what you look on like Yahoo Finance, like the spot price of silver, yeah. $14, $15 versus the actual price of it and what you can purchase it for. Because it's like 20-something dollars. The real value of silver is like 20-something dollars an ounce right now. Because you can't buy it for any less than that.
1: Right. And just wait until these future contracts expire on gold. And the Longs actually want the gold. Mm-hmm. Right? They actually want it. Unlike, you know, what happened with the oil. And then the Shorts, they don't yep. have it. What happens it, then? It goes up and it doesn't
0: <laughs> come back down for a while. You're right.
1: right. <laughs> right so
0: what what is your what's your this time next year what do you think gold's gonna be at my prediction um
1: i think at least above twenty eight
0: hundred that was right on point with mine I said right around three I was just thinking right around three three to thirty five hundred an ounce yeah. But look, it, it all depends on how long this takes for the stuff that we've talked about to play out. Right. And
1: uh, But I still don't think the the consequences of what has happened economically, I, I think this is going to ripple yeah. Yeah. Um, into, into the future. And I, I just see that as very bullish for yeah. gold. Uh, I, I see the f- actions that the Fed's taking on what's going on um, and the, what the Treasury Department is taking and uh i also think that's bullish for gold
0: oh Uh, yeah i mean look this is gonna get so much worse people have no idea this is this is nothing this is gonna get very very bad over the next couple of years here and maybe it's not even the next couple of years maybe it's the next 15 18 months i don't know or maybe it doesn't start for the next six to 12 months i'm not sure about time i just know that in the very near future it's going to get very bad I could just look at everything that's going on. The idea, and, and still, I, I still don't think the stocks are going to go and break all-time highs. I, I think that we still have a long way to go down. I, I, the idea that we're ha- going to have a U-shape or a V-shape recovery from this is just asinine. It's absurd. I, right. This is this is more severe than the Great Depression. Oh God. It's already started, too. We're already starting. We're already yep. in Depression.
1: Oh, it's... it's you know kill me for saying this but
0: it started in October of 2018. Hmm, um, I mean I I definitely think there's a good argument for that but then what do you say what, what was all of 2019?
1: Well, we even saw like it's you know back to the cracks. We saw the cracks in the system. We saw end of 2018, you know, the Fed was tightening uh, taking money out of the system uh in short and uh we saw markets react we saw markets react again in December and that's when it really severely yeah hit. and in January Jerome Powell the federal the president of the federal reserve uh our chairman uh he uh you know he put a halt on on taking money out of the supply you know um on tightening and uh, since then, we the you know the Fed you know now we're at z- one year later, you know we're at zero percent. What were we at before? When I think maybe three, four, maybe right around there before all this,
0: twenty nineteen. Oh, we've definitely effed ourselves because back in two thousand eight, I mean, you had plenty yeah. of room to drop interest rates. But like it
1: all connects, Mm -hmm. you know, I that's you know, in 2018, right in October, 2018, that first drop, October 3rd, 2018, I think this is, that's when, you know, the unraveling.
0: Right. But I agree with you. And I think that's when it started. I don't think that we were like officially in a recession slash depression. Now it's a depression. Maybe you could argue that it wasn't until, until like Q3 2019.
1: Yep totally agree with that because that's
0: when things really started to when you saw no, those. Yeah, I, the I first totally. thing I remember is when you saw those pmis come out the manufacturing I was like uh oh this is this is yeah, not gonna work. get better
1: <laughs> right yeah that yeah we work. you, had, WeWork, you mm-hmm. had uh the Boeing stuff dude it's you know it was already bad it was already horrible people think yeah it was, we were still great before all this no. No, we we literally went from being shit to being absolute dog shit. Yeah. That's, that's Keep in happened.
0: mind, too, we have not even seen the credit market slash bond market implode yet. And it will. It has... Slash pensions, oh, yeah. SAS pension Or real estate, or slash... real estate either. We have not seen any of those crash yet, oh, and they are getting ready, too. They're gearing I think up. real
1: estate's the next. Real estate is yeah. the next one. What? Other than people probably buying a bunch of real estate to store store all their oil, or you know.
0: Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let me just buy all these abandoned warehouses to uh, store my oil. Right. Right. I
1: heard something today that uh, you know e-commerce is going to be so big that they're going to turn malls into
0: distributors or distribution. It makes centers. sense. I mean. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, the I don't yeah. I don't know about the future of malls. I mean, looks people are still gonna be afraid and weary to go to all these public events even six months after we open back up. You know, I, I just don't see this immediate recovery. Well, if
1: we open up with lower prices to encourage spending, um, you bet your ass I'm spending. Yeah,
0: I'm you know I'll. Sp- I mean,
1: uh, dude, I, don't don't get me wrong. Let me re- correct. You gonna I'm go buy a, some
0: Gucci flip flops or yeah. something? Is that what you were talking about?
1: Dude, dude, Gucci bandana and there Gucci flip flops
0: in white socks. Nice. I I would I could imagine yeah. you would be buying Bape. Buying you know what Bape is? Yeah. Bape. Oh, okay. No. Let's just change the topic, (laughs) Um, but yeah, so uh, look, I mean, even after we go back to work and everything, I still think it's going to be a while before things even get back to remotely normal, and at that point, things are not going to be normal because there's going to be all these different regulations and preventions, and then eventually we'll have a vaccine that becomes semi-mandatory, if not fully mandatory, and this is where um, you you see some real issues like the you you have to keep on your mind that not to acquiesce to the the power and and what's what's going to come right. because that's going to be the, your biggest weakness is succumbing to you know what's going to try to be put on everybody um, as far as new rules and laws and what to think and what to say and what to do it's it's just ugly I'm very pessimistic about that kind of stuff and what's coming in the next couple of years. But, like I said, I'm very optimistic and hopeful about the next 10 to 15 years because we have a lot of cool stuff coming. A lot of emerging tech. I think it's going to make the world a lot more efficient. It's going to improve people's lives. I think the standard of living is going to be so much better in the next 10 to 15 years.
1: But, we're going to go... Yeah, it's going to kill a bunch of jobs. We're going (laughs) to lose a lot of freedom.
0: (laughs) I I like... Like I said, I like sci-fi. And I like the kind of tech that's coming out for the most part. I mean, there's a lot of doom and gloom with AI gets, you know, out of hand. But I think that it's going to be a. So wait. wait so you're, you're,
1: you said I like science fiction. So I like the new tech that's coming out.
0: I did I know I was saying that I'm very into science fiction. I love <laughs> like the anticipation of this new kind of world we're moving into in in retro in in kind of an essence in some of these new technologies that are coming out that I think are gonna improve people's lives and I think it's gonna be a very interesting world to live in. Um yes there's you could there's a lot of negative things that may come out of this, but you know technology is all how you use it. It's it's not necessarily the technology itself that's evil. It's how us humans use it that makes it evil or not evil. So yeah, I, I think ultimately it's gonna be a very interesting rest of the week I think that you know on Friday we'll kind of do another episode here and kind of see how things played out and see if uh, you know we're kind of right on anything yeah let's let's uh let's do it Friday I,
1: I like uh, I think today was needed I think um, I hope you better understand what's uh, going on around here just by our conversation yeah um, any questions? You know, throw them down. Yeah. We let you know, and any comments too. If we you know, fact check everything we say, so we can learn, because uh, not only are we trying to teach some teach, but we're also trying to learn, and uh, it's the best way to do it is with uh, people that are like minded.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Write a write a review. Let us know what you think and what you want us to talk about. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly. The biggest thing, guys, is do your own research on this stuff because, you know, it's it's knowledge is power and, and you need to know some of this stuff because it's going to help you out and help make your life a lot easier and a lot better. So um, and by the way, this was, uh, you know, actually sober money. Episode three. We didn't do any drinks tonight, but we just wanted to hop on and, and talk about some of the stuff going on because it is it is biblical. Yeah. It is unprecedented. We are living in historical times. <laughs> but hey, Greg, you know what?
1: Even though tonight was sober money, this is still Drunk Money. Buddy, baby.
0: <laughs> hey, thanks, guys, for listening to another episode of Drunk Money. We appreciate you all tuning in. We hope you learned a little something. If you can, leave us a review at the bottom, give us some feedback, and we'll see everybody on the next one.